0: I've got a Dutch bull in a Chinese China shop. (laughs) It doesn't matter how this works.
1: And I've got Simon the Beaver.
0: Is that Simone de Beauvoir?
1: Yes. Ah. (laughs) I just preferred saying it as Simon the Beaver.
0: Welcome to date fight i've started it guys i've started you. jesus Hi. welcome to date fight listen uh, on, yeah. it's the podcast where we take things that occurred on this day uh, and we pitch them against each other i finished yep. talking uh, 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 uh. i finished talking now
1: yes we do he's Jake cap i'm not tapley don't even think about it and joining us thinking today to think about it Cast Her roving eye over in our unrepentant stories yeah. is Elizabeth Arbethnot not Rupert.
2: Well, that was a good Hey! One. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to speak. I don't know what which way the wind is blowing and if Jake Yap's going to have my guts with garters.
1: Mmm. Sock garters.
0: I literally just sit here with an assortment of whistles now. That's all I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pathetic. Is like,
2: that, uh, like, is that how Duncan Norvell's died off? Certainly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to take us to the 22nd of October 1964 When Jean-Paul Sartre turned down the Nobel Prize for Literature Jean-Paul Sartre was an existentialist philosopher And perhaps the most French person you can imagine (laughs) In that, you know, he wasn't the most Well, he was quite a striking looking human But he spent most of his time smoking jetons on the Rive Gauche Contemplating non-existence (laughs) Um, He is about as French as you can get. There's Jacques Brel, Simone de Beauvoir and him. Wait, Jacques Brel's Belgian, isn't
0: he? Huh? Isn't Jacques Brel Belgian?
2: Belgian? Don't you come crashing in in here with your pedantry? Anyway, in
1: 1954, Jean-Paul Sartre went to the USSR to see what it was like there and... uh, liked it a little more than he probably should have. He said it was, there was complete freedom of criticism there, whereas the USA was in a state of pre-fascism and no matter what else you can say for the USSR and its achievements, complete freedom for criticism was probably not it. Uh, but in 1956 he got very cross with the Soviet Union after they invaded Hungary. Um, he then got cross with Khrushchev again when Khrushchev said Stalin was bad. and He said no one needed to know that. I was <laughs> friends with them when Stalin was around. That was a good time. I oh, shouldn't have told everyone. He said the masses were not ready to receive the truth. So in 1964, when he was offered the Nobel Prize for Literature, or he found himself on the shortlist. He said, take me off the shortlist. I don't want to be on the shortlist uh, because it's a cultural thing of the West and I don't want to be involved in the cultural war between the West and the East. And they said, well, we're going to keep you on the shortlist anyway. And by the way, you've won. So mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. and he went, well, I'm not going to have the prize then. So there. And no one else had ever turned it down before that. Um, he said in an article, what did he say? He said, um, oh, yes, I do not wish to, to change the way I write. Um, but 10 years later, in 1965, he did pop back to the Nobel Prize Committee and say, is that prize still available? Because I could really do with some extra cash right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they went, No, it's gone. We spent it on things to promote the cultural war between the East and the West, so there. Uh, and he's particularly um he important in my life because it reminded me of perhaps the worst on stage experience I've ever had.
2: <gasps> you know those everything. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. nightmares that sometimes oh, uh, yeah. you have oh, yeah. where you're on stage and you don't know what you're doing
0: there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. World Musical Awards oh. two thousand and eight.
1: Well, in fact, I looked around this room to see if I had the copy, and I do. I've got the copy right up there of uh, Passionnel*, the Jean-Paul Sartre play, which is essentially a two-hander between two people, one of whom is playing a revolutionary, the other is an outgoing prime minister of a country. And they sit there and they talk for about two hours about uh, revolution and their own internal struggles. And the person, and I was playing one of the parts, and the person I was playing it with um, didn't know any of his lines at all <gasps> on the Beautiful. day before. And so he said, Don't worry, don't worry, I will have learnt them by tomorrow. I will definitely have done it. Uh, so, in front of a uh, theatre full of 130 people, it was a huge
0: theatre. The next day, I turned him for his
1: first queue of oh, two no. hours of just two people talking on stage, and he looked at me and said, I don't know.
0: Oh. oh my God. And so what? I went, Okay, I
1: can work around that with this one. Took him to his next queue, and he went, oh, I don't know. <gasps> And he spent two hours just saying, I don't know, about every third what? line, when he had no idea what he oh was doing. Oh, my singing. God, Nat. And I have no idea how that play ended, because I've blacked it. You know you black out traumatic things? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. remember up to about the interval, but I have no idea how we got off stage. I can't think of what happened. Christ, you went back on. Oh, yeah. But we had to finish the, finish the show. I mean, how many t- how many shows
2: bleeding? did you have
0: to do? I think it was five. It was five <gasps> shows. Oh.
2: That's unforgivable. Anyway. That's
0: disgraceful.
2: He did have oh. an impeccable
1: range of ways in which to say, I don't know.
2: I don't oh, know. Haunt. Did he go, oh, he I don't know. Wow. Anyway,
1: that's an hour and a did half. Did
2: he apologise profusely in the interval?
1: No, he sort of implied that I hadn't given him the right cues.
2: Yes, it's it generally, generally your fault, isn't it? It is generally yeah. the person yeah. who remembers the lines. It's their fault for not yes. delivering them in the right way.
1: I mean, I don't think I was doing it very well. I was... It away with director, I dare
0: say shows. you were, you were, you, you uh, yeah. But the, you know, you yeah. were there. You were saying. I, was some lines. I did know roughly, yeah.
1: what the plot of the play was. Yeah. I did get to shoot him at the end. Oh, Maybe I, bet
2: I, you, oh I bet you enjoyed that's that. Out of
1: it, right? And then dead. Stamp
0: on his throat. <laughs> wow. I wanted a
2: play. I wanted a play with Dudley Sutton. Do you mm. remember who was in Lovejoy? Yes, in fabulous. Lovejoy. Oh. Yeah. And I loved him. And he had so many stories about um, working with Joan Littlewood and he was in the first Joe Wharton. And he mm. was just this mountain of uh, wealth and knowledge. But halfway through the rehearsals, he turned 86. And his his memory was pretty much all over the place. And he worked really, 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 really hard. But there was something about him being on stage and the adrenaline pumping and there was there was an awful, awful lot of blackouts, which was fine most of the time. And I didn't, mind, I didn't mind dealing with it so much. But the, uh, the actress I was um, working with, she was losing her mind. She was absolutely losing her mind. Amazing. It <laughs> was one scene. It was one scene. I, I was positioned in the, in the auditorium. I could see them both on stage. And they were having this um, dialogue. And I could, see, I could see him go. I, I, I could recognise the signs that he'd just gone. And I could see that mm. she'd recognised that he'd gone. Um, oh, wow. And that's the point where he just threw his arms up in the air and said, Ooh! I've left the gas on and just ran off stage. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> was it historically appropriate for him to have gas in the building?
2: I, it just about, but it did. It did leave her on stage having to fill. Oh, I've left the whale
1: oil oh burning gosh. in my laps.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, he was lovely.
0: Wow! Amazing, Jake. What have you got? Well, uh, I would like to take you to the 22nd of October, 1633. Ooh. And a uh, pretty wild story. The Battle of Liao Bay. <laughs> okay. I have had <laughs> some rum, but I am perfectly all <laughs> right. And I'm facing forwards. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, this is a, a battle between China... And the Dutch East India Company. And I'm pleased to say the Dutch East India Company loses. Hey, What had happened was, was uh, the Chinese had sort of relaxed their uh, ban on maritime trade. So uh, it was all getting pretty loose around the ports, guys, pretty loose around the docks. And what had happened was, was uh, a kind of band of piratic mercenaries were kind of operating uh, the Taiwan Strait, which is where we were. Right. And uh, there was this this guy who was he was a, a, a pirate, basically called Zheng Zilong. Oh. And uh, the emperor was like, Ah, oh, this can't go on. What am I gonna do? So instead of trying to punish this guy, he recruits him and says, Listen, listen, right? I want you to go and just mess him up, right? Mess him up. So Zheng Zilong goes over to the Dutch and was like, oh, yeah, um, uh, got some uh, paperwork here, some stuff, uh, pretty, sh- like, you know, we should be able to make all of this pretty kosher, guys, so um, if you want to... And they'd be like, oh, right, yeah, oh, that's cool, yeah, all right. And all the while they were building up their naval forces. Uh, but it was uh, a miracle of an attack. It was described as a miracle. Um, the first... Uh, there, was, there was an attack by the Dutch first, uh, but then there was a counterattack uh, by the Chinese, and uh, they, they, they had a right old go on Slooter Dick, uh, which was one of the boats. Uh, <laughs> and what they said was they, they had these tiny fireboats. They were like crews of uh, 16 people on these uh, 100 fireboats, and they said to the crew, if you set fire to one of the Dutch ships, we'll give you 200 pieces of silver. If you can present us with a Dutch head, which is <gasps> not a euphemism, we'll give you 50 pieces of silver. Uh, and they were like, yeah. "Well, that's pretty cool." And uh, then the typhoon season struck, and the Dutch fleet were incapacitated. And uh, in the end, uh, the Chinese the Chinese won. Uh, officials of Emperor Ming they called it a miracle at sea. And uh, yeah, they were massively outnumbered, now gunned, and everything. And uh, does this
2: mean that heads were chopped off? Mm. Um.
0: Y- yes, I'm afraid. I'm afraid heads were probably. Did
1: you actually physically have to present the head to get the money? You had or to you say phys- I did I have loads of heads, but I you you had them to on physically
0: the way. give heads for money. Right.
1: Oh. Okay, <laughs> just checking.
0: Good. Happy
1: birthday. <laughs> To Edith Kawelohea McKinsey, the Hawaiian genealogist and expert in hula and chant. She taught traditional hula and chant all around the world, the US, and was director of the Hawaiian Language Project and has been named a Living Treasure of Hawaii. Although she is no longer living, so she is a once living. They, yeah, they
0: rescinded that. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> taking that away from her at the funeral, they yeah. turned <laughs> up. Yeah. Can I have that badge back? Uh,
0: where's the badge? <laughs>
1: Happy Death Day to Soupy Sales, Milton Subman, who was the clown Soupy Sales, who from 1953 to 1966 had a children's sketch show on American television and ended every single sketch in it with getting pie in the face. He estimated that he had been hit with 20,000 pies during his career. Wow. Um, also was a character called Willy the Worm who was a propelled worm that emerged from its house to learn, use a high pitched voice to announce people's birthdays which really puts my contribution <laughs> to this podcast <laughs> in context
0: by the way if huh? you chose in 1961 you could mm-hmm. have had Jacques Brel uh, appearing at the Olympia in Paris uh, who uh, he got star billing but only because Marlena Dietrich pulled out And yes, he was Belgian, mate.
2: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh okay. oh well, there you go. Well, so what we got? We got um oh we've got world. the got, some rum. got the Chinese being very ungentlemanly in sixteen thirty three. And Mr Um so Do you know what I do you know do you oh,
0: oh, do you know <laughs> do you know? Do you know it's like no, no. no, oh, a female Frankie how she gets up
2: to here yeah, you lovely oh, boys. Um, you know what we haven't done for a long while.
0: Oh God, no, please! <laughs> you
2: haven't indulged. Was... You haven't indulged yeah. my francophile fantasy <laughs> and acted out, <laughs> acted out for your auntie Lizzie. So <laughs> I'd like you, I'd like little Jacob to sit on my left knee, and I'd like Thank little you. Nat taplet to sit on my right knee. I'd like a little, uh, little Nat Tapley. He'll be taking on the part of Jean-Paul Sartre. Ooh.
0: Yes, yes, he is. I put on my wonky um, eyeglasses.
2: Can well. I be Jacques <laughs> Well, I, well I, yeah, if you, I was going to say that you can be the committee and, and okay. he has to be asking for his prize back. Okay. If you want to play it as Jacques brother, it's entirely up to you.
0: <laughs> and let the, comi- okay. the
2: scene commence. <gasps> now. Bonjour.
0: Ah, Bonjour. Ah, bonjour. That's my impression of
1: JetBra. <laughs> Do you remember about uh, 10 years ago, I won the Nobel Prize. I am a Nobel Prize winner.
0: Yes, but... Les bourgeois, c'est comme les cochons. Plus ça devient vieux, plus ça devient bête. Les bourgeois, c'est comme les cochons. Plus ça devient vieux, plus ça devient...
1: I've often since then contemplated my existence. Right now I wish I was not existing at all. Mais <laughs> je, could je, I possibly je pense trouble you oui. for the money that went with the prize.
0: Mais ce soit ta Madeleine j'ai apporté je l'a j'en apporte toutes les semaines Madeleine elle me dit ça. Ce soit ta Madeleine on prend dans le tram prend toi pour bon j'ai des frites chez Madeleine elle me dit ça. not coming. Mate. It's not it's coming. It's
1: not coming. Oh. Ce que je dirais, not c'est not que
0: tu, toi-même, t'as embrassé what? l'esprit de oui, et beaucoup mieux que moi, qui a, yeah. enfin, trahi
2: no. No. le scène.
0: Et scène, scène, scène.
2: It was <laughs> sounding very saucy. Mm. Um, but what I said makes...
0: was, I said, uh, 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 t'as um, uh, embrassé l'esprit de oui, yeah. et... You you embraced the spirit of yes and, as <laughs> in improv, whereas I basically committed treason as a performer, <laughs> just going off on well, one and singing non sequitur songs. So I apologize. Well, for that. well, well so, done, well
2: okay. done, gentlemen. It was it tickled me in the bits that I needed to be tickled in. <laughs> um, it, it leaves me in a very compromised position. What?
1: Everyone prefers that anyway. If other people are trying to create improvisation games properly and one person just does a silly voice, that's yeah.
0: all we're there for, really. It's true, isn't it? We
1: don't yeah. want to see you construct a long-form story out of bits you've gathered from your audience. All we want to hear is funny French voices. <laughs> can you do any impressions? Yes, do those and then we
0: can all go. Um, on. Snip! What?
2: And for that reason, today's winner is...
0: Nathan. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> OK, fine. <laughs> there you
2: go. Lovely,
1: mm. Lovely stuff. Well, come
2: back tomorrow. Now get off my knees! Get off my knees!
0: Get <laughs> oh, off! The minute you finish, <laughs> you like you just roll over, break wind, and fall asleep. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to <laughs> say thank you. Oh,
2: thank
0: <laughs> you. Take, Take some pressure off. off
1: Do come back tomorrow when no, we'll find don't. out what other you know talking what? organs we we'll have. No, don't, don't, <laughs> don't. Yeah, come back the day after tomorrow and listen to two. There you go. Give yourself a treat. Fat binge now because we're going to get stuck going rhythm on November the first. So you better listen, listen,
0: listen, listen now. Oh well, yeah. So, what's the plan? Do you want to talk us through it now, while we're still yes, doing let's an actual talk podcast? So,
1: uh, the beginning of next month, November the first, we will update all the Patreon levels to what we talked about earlier in the month. Where there will be for three pounds, you get a badge and the newsletter and all of the discounts that come with membership of the Date Fight Club. Uh, for five pounds, you also then get access to the archive, which will start disappearing from uh, November the fifth. So you'll have the last year, but no more. Um, for ten pounds, you get extra podcasts every month. Uh, For £20, you get to watch a live stream with us and ask us anything every month. And for a one-off donation of £10, you can submit someone for the birthdays or death days to be ridiculed at length on this podcast by us. That Um, might not be at length. Yeah. Don't know much about your friends. I just go.
0: I was listening to that list going, oh, that sounds good. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> no idea oh right is that how oh, cool yeah cool
1: yeah and the more people who sign up the more brand, big brand new episodes we can do and the lovelier it'll be so yeah. if you thank you for listening and if you do want to help us do more support us in some way that'd be lovely yeah good. that'd be great even if it's just by writing a review and subscribing and telling your friends that's also uh, good yes. really yeah Bye. bye 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 bye, bye. bye, bye. Oh.